And this is for all my people who always run in their mouth. I got something for you. You run your mouth and I run my business, brother. Now we looking good. Y'all behind the scenes right now, this is the Run of My Mouth podcast, man. And listen, I'm excited. The reason why I'm excited, this is number 50. I wish I could say it in Spanish, but I don't speak Spanish. This is number 50. It's an honor because at the end of the day, I know that a lot of people don't make it to see 50 episodes of something that they envision, something that they dream. So I don't take it lightly. Thank y'all for rocking with me. We have listeners from across the world. And <clears throat> I said it on the last live. I got to say it on this live because it went out and I was I can't use the audio. But the first person, as we always do in the podcast, I'll, uh, I always go live on Facebook. And my man, uh, Dave Wallace, Mr. D. Wallace, is always a heavy support, support of everything that I do. And that's, he is one of the best producers I have ever heard in my life. He's my friend, been rocking since the 90s. He's the lead producer on my album, Authentic. And I just want y'all to make sure y'all be looking out for D. Wilder Productions because the boy got some heat, some heat, some heat, some heat, some heat, some heat, some heat coming. And I'm just happy to be a part of his stable of artists, man. So once again, this is number 50 of the Run of My Mouth podcast. And so on tonight... <clears throat> I wanted to do something different. So I decided to bring a friend in because we have a lot of topics going on. There's so much that's going on uh, in the world. And uh, this dude right here, he's well-versed just on everything. We can talk about cars all the way to the Bible, all the way to hip-hop. So I just wanted to bring him in on episode 50, man, just to celebrate and just to dig into some things. So Vic, Go ahead, man. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Not a little bit. Tell the people not a bit about yourself. Man, you know, uh, basically, <laughs> we we shared this earlier, man, before we had the technical difficulties. I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, realistically, I'm a servant, you know, child of God, love the Lord. Um, I've been blessed to be able to share um, the gospel in uh, Christian hip hop uh, for many, many years. Uh Started out uh, rapping in the secular world, um, ended up here, um, you know, definitely a long journey. Um, it's been, you know, a long walk. I started with the, uh, I started as a solo artist, um, you know, hanging around Grape Tree, uh, was able to, you know, uh, get it in with, with artists like Lil Rascal and FTF, and then you know, um, hung around and uh, messed around in Houston and uh, hung around Trey Nine, and then the Warriors ended up getting uh, signed to Much Love, and then after that, just became a, a you know a solo artist and um, minister, and just kept doing it, and uh, been doing it ever since, man. So you know, uh, definitely honored to be here, running my mouth podcast with my man Gifted. Uh, let's get it in. No doubt, man. So it's so much that's going on in the world, right? First and foremost, did you vote? I absolutely did. I mean, at first I wasn't going to. I, I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I, uh -huh. was, I wasn't going to because I felt like I was gonna be voting for the lesser of two evils. Uh, so, mm. you know, definitely, you know, it, it, it just, it brought up a mor morality clause in my heart. Like, you know, um, and, and most people, you know, they have, they have a place where they stand and very adamantly and vehemently. Um, and, you know, that's fine should never break us apart, uh -huh. believe us. Um, you know, but I have a place where I stand and where I sit and, you know, where I stand and where I sit. It just, you know, I had some some dilemmas, uh, but, you know, definitely uh, want to make my my uh, vote count. No doubt, man. You just say something key. You know, I said, I don't really, <laughs> on my platforms, uh, my socials, I don't really go deep into politics because, first of all, I wasn't raised on politics per se, per se. Um, my grandfather, I'm from New Orleans. I grew up on the West Bank of New Orleans in Jefferson Parish. And um, my grandfather, he was the first constable, the first black constable of Jefferson Parish, Herbert Wilders Jr. And the neighborhood that I grew up in, 
the fire station is named after my grandfather. So, you know, I had that uh, political, you know, experience, but growing up, I just always was told, hey, vote Democrat, you know, no real reason why, that's just what black people did. And so, you know, when I was 18, that's kind of what I did, man. I never really cared about civics. I can't really tell you a whole bunch about the House, the Senate, you know what I mean? You know, Congress and these just think the things that I know that I should know is not something that I grew up even caring about, as sad as that is. And that's how a lot of us grew up, right? And so that's part of the reason why the nation is in the state that it's in now, because as minorities, uh, we were never really invigorated to vote, from my opinion, you know, just from my point of view, you know, until, you know, your Obamas and maybe like the Bill Clintons, you know, everybody was saying how Bill was the first black president and all that stuff, especially when that boy played that sax on Arsenio Hall. But that boy hit that sax on Arsenio, <laughs> Bill Clinton got every vote in the world. You know what I'm saying? John said, uh, it's still too much echo coming off the mic. I don't know where echo is coming from. All my values are absolutely down. Hold up. Mic check, one, two. Say something, Vic. Mic check, mic check. How is that, John? Tell me. Talk, talk to me, twin. How is that? How is that? Because I have, I have everything down at this point. Y'all let me know if it's still echoing. Let me know if it's still echoing on Facebook. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. So, uh, <clears throat> All right, John says, sounds better. Thank you, Twin. And man, let me, let me shout out my homie Twin. I'm just saying thank you, Twin. Man, shout out to my homie Twin. When I moved from New Orleans to Houston, you know, I met Trey Nine, and Trey Nine had a group called SOM, Soldiers on the Mission. Let me tell you something, man. Two twins. Man, what? My super cold, man. Groups in Christian hip hop. I mean, yeah, here, bro, I can and give um, y'all a history lesson. Them boys, yeah, bro. Do your boys Google's was go on YouTube, thing. man. Make sure you search SOM. They need to come out with another album. I don't know why they're tripping. That's what they need to do. So I'm gonna call Chisel. I'm gonna call Boys. You know what I'm saying, Josh? Something. Somebody gotta do something. We go. We gonna figure this out. You know what I'm saying? Get I, I'm boys. just saying, man. I'm finna be real, man. I, I mean, I'm just gonna what you got, twin. And I'm, I'm gonna tell him, man. I'm still hurt behind the song that they did, man. That we didn't even release. I, it was one of the best songs I ever heard in my whole entire life. And we didn't Come even on, release man. it. You know what I'm saying? We didn't even oh, release say, it. Hey. They stopped rapping right when they... I'm like, come on, man. You know you were wrong for that. Uh, you know you were wrong. Hey, we gonna get, but I'm still hurt behind. I'm still hurt. Hey, we going to get... SLM going to do another record, man. But, but, but getting back to what I was saying about... Um, just that, my I'll be on my ground. I'm sorry. I'll be on my ground. That was the name of the record. You know what record? I'm talking about. You remember it. All right. I'm going to see if I can get somebody to release it. Now, stop interrupting me on my podcast. I'm trying to do a show here. <laughs> All right. So, so dealing with, dealing with uh, politics. Now, you know, we fast forward. Like I said, after Bill blew that saxophone and we got Obama in office. And it's like now, you know, everybody's involved. But Vic, you said something real key. Uh, I can't quote it verbatim, but you said something to the likes of uh, politics being divisive. And that's why I wanted to slide in where I was like, I'm looking on Facebook and I'm seeing friends. I'm seeing family members like going at each other next because we don't know how to properly communicate, you know, with uh, one another. Um, but like for me, I have my opinions. At the end of the day, I'm not a fan of Trump. I mean, even before I start digging into his policies, I'm just not a fan of the man. You know what I mean? The man. I mean, and I'm not nothing perfect. You know what I mean? I'm I'm nothing. But, you know, dude's character is just, is just not a great representation of the office of president. And that's just, it, 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 it starts right there with me. You know, uh, what you think, Vic? And I think, I think that's true, man. Like, you know, um, a president must be presidential. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then yeah. the first debate that they had, uh, nobody was presidential. You know what I mean? At so all. You can't really, 
uh, point finger at one and, and then, you know, not point the finger at the other. And then on top of that, the second one, um, the second debate, everybody kept lying. <laughs> everybody kept lying about stuff and, and everybody kept, this person was lying and then this person was lying. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was one of those things where everybody, it's, it's a competition. Who can, throw, yeah. who can throw rocks and hide their hands the best? That was what it was. And I'm like, you know, yeah. realistically, here's the, here's the thing, and I've heard this said before, you know, um, when we pick a candidate and when our candidate, quote, unquote, wins, and I'm, I'm going to get back to the divisive thing, um, what we end up start doing all the time is, is we're happy. We just celebrate. Yeah, we won. But all of the things that you supported that candidate for, you ain't making sure that that candidate follows up on. See, that's where oh. in politics, in American politics, we wrong because it's not politics, it's fandom. You know what I'm saying? We can't be caught up in fandom as people, as American people, and, and be like, okay, my God's in, my God's in, but what is your God doing? What ah. are the things that, that he promised you that he finished, okay? So ah. rewind to the divisiveness you know, um, you can like, you know, uh, catch up on your French fries. You can like ranch. Just because you like ranch don't mean that we got to have arguments. You know what I'm saying? Don't mean that I, I got to dislike you because you like ranch on your fries. Or you eat mayonnaise on your fries. I don't have to dislike you. I might think you're weird, but I don't dislike you. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And I think really that's what happens, man. We get caught up. And all of these, I want my guy to win, I want my guy to win so bad that we talk. And, and it's the same thing that we do with sports teams. You know what I'm saying? We're taught to the, the team you don't like uh, to pull them down, talk about them, make funny memes, you know, all those kind of things. So we carry on that attitude in everything. Because look, uh -huh. a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Not some of them. All of them. Oh. All of them. So oh. we as individuals, we don't understand humans, we are geared and wired up, wired up to, to be divisive. But the one thing that God wanted and Jesus wanted before he left this earth, he said, I pray that you make them one as we are one. So his prayer was for unity, it wasn't for division. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, bro. And so I sit back and I just watch all this stuff on Facebook, you know, people that I know, you know what I mean? Going at each other's throats, unfollowing each other. And I mean, I just, for me, I just don't understand. You know, at the end of the day, like you just said, man, you can have your opinions on, your views on things, but hey, live and let live, man. If that's how this person thinks, then that's how they think. But I will say this, you know, a lot of times, you know, who you supporting, I don't know. I mean, I understand the confusion. I'm gonna just say that. You know, uh, but again, I vote, and the reason why I vote is uh, a couple of reasons. Of course, I vote because my people, they fought, died, went to jail, and bled for my right to vote. Uh, I also vote because I like to run my mouth, and that's why I got a podcast called Running My Mouth, <laughs> and, I, and I feel like it would be extremely hypocritical for me to run my mouth and I don't even participate in the process. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, I, I look at both of them, like you said, that last debate, man, that mess was laughable, you know, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, when I look at Biden, I see people, it's, here's the funny thing, and, I, and I'm gonna just, if you got something else to say on the Vic, that's cool. But um, when you look at Biden, people are, are going against Biden about things he did or said, some, 20 25 years years ago but they kind of like giving trump a pass for stuff that he did yesterday <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, i don't know i was just i was just that dog. I, I mean it's I the truth though that. it's the truth i mean and that's hypocritical in this in its in a sense you know because uh, in, the, in the purest sense because it, it's crazy that you know you let you let people off for stuff and then you you point out and that's okay so let me just back up when you're a hypocrite what you're saying and you're being a hypocrite what you're saying is i'm gonna judge you by your actions but i'm gonna judge me by my intentions right mm. that's hypocritical we're not saying you're a bad person we're just saying you're not thinking the whole thing through 
You're, right. you meant to do well, right? And you ended right. up doing the same thing that somebody else did. But because they mm -hmm. did it, and you don't know their intentions, now they're wrong. Right. right? But you can't say that. You, you, can't, you can't take one and, and not take the other. You know what I mean? You can't take one and, and not take the other. If you're going to hold Biden to the things that he did way, way back in the gap, you need to yeah. hold Trump accountable for the Central Park Five. I, what, what, I'm just saying, what, what, if you go, if we're gonna dig up, we need to dig up. Let's if dig everything up. Hold bottom to bottom to to the crime bill. You need to hold Trump up, uh, 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 to where he touching on people's private parts. I mean, uh. all I'm saying is, let's just be fair all the way around. That's why I said, that's why I said, I felt like I was voting for the lesser of two evils. I really uh. would love to see a candidate who embraces the true nature of the American people and the, of, of, of our Christian faith. Yeah. I would love to see that candidate, right? I would love I'm to see you. that candidate. I would love to see somebody who is that embodiment. But guess what? We do have that person. And unfortunately, he's not running for office. Unfortunately for, for everybody else, He's never going to run for office. They wanted him to run for office when he came the first time. But uh, he wasn't there for that. But on his shoulders, the government is sick. And that's yeah. Jesus. We should be yeah, going after to Jesus 2020. We should yeah, be going after the fact that we need him to represent us in 2020 and beyond. Because this world ain't, if you've been reading your Bible, you know the end of this. This world ain't going to get no better, you guys. It's not going to get any better. Yeah, it's going to get worse and worse. Did I lose you? I got you not. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, so definitely at that point, you know, to me, it's it's not one of those things where we got to sit around and, and, and throw rocks at each other and tell each uh -huh. other how bad each other's breath stink and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, talk about, you know, a candidate's mother or talk about a candidate's dead child or talk about anything other than the issues. And those issues need to, we as, as American people need to hold those issues up in front of the person yeah. that gets elected. Doesn't matter if your 100%. guy get in there, you still need to hold the other guy's feet to the fire. If your guy 100%. get in there, you hold his feet to the fire. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You say it. You say it. You say uh -huh. it. You say it. And, and it's mm -hmm. just, that's what the Bible says. God said, not, he said not. Mm -hmm. That's a perpetual thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's perpetual. You keep knocking. Because guess what? At some point, they're going to be tired of hearing you and they're going to answer. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Look, so Vanessa on Facebook, you can't see the Facebook feed, but look, uh, Vanessa on, on Facebook said, I agree with that statement. The less of two evils, man won't be the one to solve this world problems. Absolutely. And that's 100. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now, also, Absolutely. you know, also, also, with, with, with dealing with that, you know, we really got to check our hearts. You know, the way we communicate. I was in, I, I was talking to uh, my therapist the other day. You know, I go to therapy. Everybody need to go to therapy. I'm just saying. For some reason, in our, in our culture, we make it seem like therapy is a weakness. I, I, I never understood that. Look, man, it's a beautiful thing to have some, some people of accountability to talk things, to help you work things through, right? And he said something key. He was saying how uh, how bad we communicate. You know what I mean? Even some of us, like it was one time, I thought I was a master communicator. I mean, I would tell you that at the drop of a dime that I was a master communicator, but I found out, you know, <laughs> that I don't know how to communicate at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I really, I really had to start tearing down a lot of ways that I thought and a lot of things that I would speak to make sure that uh, I'm properly being comprehended because you should never talk to be heard. You should talk to be comprehended. And on right. top of talking to be comprehended, off top, you should listen more than you want to talk. You know what I'm saying? And so these are all just things that I'm processing. And that's another ma major thing. When I look at the world, I see a bunch of people that just don't know how to communicate. 
whether it's we saying some good stuff or some bad stuff, our tone is bad, well, <laughs> the well, messaging let's, is let's, off and everything. Let's stop, let's stop right there, Gifted. Let's stop uh, right there. I I I got I have to say this, man. We can't we can't blame problems on anybody but ourselves. And and I mean I mean this wholeheartedly. Let me show, uh, let me show you why. Um, our parents have to take accountability for the things that they did communicate, and they have uh -huh. to take accountability for the things that they didn't communicate, right? Uh -huh. we, we get our communication uh, models from the people around us. So there was a whole generation of people who were taught to not communicate. Why were they taught okay. not to communicate? They were, they were, especially from the, the African-American community. You, you always heard these statements like, what goes on in our house? What? Stay in our house. Right, yeah. So you hear those statements all the time. And you hear statements like, you know, don't talk, don't let uh, your left hand know what your right hand's doing. So there's always this air of where we're not talking and we're not communicating with somebody in truth because of the simple fact that we feel as if A, we're going to be judged. B, we're going to be taken advantage of, or three, mm -hmm. it makes us look weak, right? So we, yeah. have to, we have to sit down and we have to back up for a minute and say, hey, oh, okay, all right. So, yeah, we weren't taught to communicate, but let's learn how. I, too, have went to therapy, right? And one of the things that she told me that I thought was so good, she said, look, she said, you, have, you live life by a code, but you don't relay that code to nobody. But then get mad when they step outside of your coat. Ah. The man, oh, man, you sure all right. My, my bad. Because realistically, when we get in relationships with people, we assume mm -hmm. they know us. They, yeah. get, they guess two or three things right about us, and then you assume they know everything. Yeah. Now you're yeah, mad yeah. because they don't, but you ain't communicated none of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And in the end, that's why I tell people in relationships, don't be hooking up with people just because they look good. Because when you're yeah. 70, 80, 90 years old, or, or you know what I'm saying? When you get to a place where looks done faded, the thing that will keep them there is friendship. The thing yeah. that will keep them there is communication. Communication, yeah. my uncle used to always say, Uncle Jerome, Uncle Romy Wrong, communication rule the nation, baby. <laughs> and then he said like an old pimp. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> You know, it's the truth. Communication yeah. do rule the nation. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Think about yeah. Fortune 500 companies. Look at how many meetings they have. They meet about yeah. everything. That meeting is communication. 100%. Communication was so real that Jesus had to teach us how to communicate with the Father in the Lord's yeah. prayer, quote unquote. Yeah. He had to say, hey, man, y'all ain't praying, right? Y'all know how to yeah. talk to God. There's a yeah. mode of community. If there's a mode of communication that God has set up to communicate with him, it, it's, it's the same thing on earth as it is in heaven. There should be a mode of communication that we uh, communicate with each other, but we're not taught yeah. that. And nobody is going that. back teaching yeah. that. Yeah. And then a lot of times, a lot of times also with communication, you know, we, we tend to, um, when people show us who they are, we tend to not believe them. We, we, we tend to ignore a lot of communication too. So it's just a problem, you know what I'm saying? Just, just across the board. But Vanessa, Vanessa on uh, Facebook said, we do what we know, but as we live, we learn better skills. When we keep an open mind and an open heart, that's the whole thing, right? I, I'm a firm believer that when you stop growing, when you stop learning, that's the day you should die. You should always be trying to better yourself, always trying to learn, always trying to grow. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, life is about these cycles that we go on. And I like what you said about just the way Jesus taught us how to communicate. Four to five hundred companies, you know, they communicate. And it's just amazing how much we disrespect the art form of communication. And I also like how you said, um, that you live by a code, but you live by this code, but you don't, it was times, maybe not now, but it was times where you uh, would not 
communicate what this code is, and then you'll get offended when other people don't live by the code. I, 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 I definitely understand that because you have to tell people what your boundaries are, where you come from, you know, how you want it, when you want it, things of that sort. But then right. there's also those times where you see that bad communication, you got to know how to get away from it. You know what I mean? You got to know, I, here's some things that I've learned. Like I've learned how that, uh, and I haven't mastered the skill at all. I'm still learning, but there's a such thing as putting a period or a comma in a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like when you see that your communication is not being received well and y'all not getting nowhere, there's nothing wrong with putting a comma in that conversation and coming back to it at another time. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, if we lead with love, I feel like we can't go wrong. But the problem is we don't know how to love and loyalty is out the window, man. The definition of loyalty is- What is that word? It's, it's a whole nother animal. What is what word? Loyalty. Loyalty, but which don't to me though, what is it? What people don't, you, you, you're introducing a word into this society that nobody knows what me what that means at all. Or everybody have their own definition of it, right? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying and that's that you can't have the, the word means what it means, man. You can't yeah. see that's that's the English language at, at the at the at the root. There's so many different um, meanings for diff, for words, right? There's so yeah. many different different meanings for words. And, and people will come up with their own interpretation of that word when it only means one thing. You can't get around it. it. It is what it is, this is what it means. But we have so many different meanings for words and we say them and you know, the first time that we got those words, we never learned what those words meant. It's like the word love. First time you got the word love, you got it from your mom and your daddy and you knew some uh, a store gay type love. You didn't know a romantic type love or or an eros type love. You didn't know what that meant. You didn't even know what uh -huh. an agape type love meant. But uh -huh. you, you heard that word, storge, you heard your love and that storge type of love and you started using it for stuff like Snickers. I love Snickers. I love uh -huh. pizza. I love ice cream. And then uh -huh. all of a sudden, I love Jenny. I love Ronnie. <laughs> I love Bobby. Yep. But we had, losing we, we find, yeah, we did, but we didn't know what that meant. All we, our interpretation of what it meant was once again, what was yeah. communicated to us. You yeah. know what I'm oh. That's why the Bible says in all your getting, gain understanding because understanding. if you don't get understanding at all, you're not gonna be able to communicate efficiently and effectively. Uh-huh. You lost, you gonna be lost. I like that what you said, Vanessa. Can't change our past, but we can change our future. Each day, each day we live is a time for change and a chance to become a uh, no. It's a is a chance to become a better person. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I get it. Yeah, I get that. Um, but that's once again we're talking about code and we're talking about what you've embraced. That's good. Uh -huh. But who have we taught that to, Vanessa? Who have uh -huh. we? kind of relayed that mindset to you know who have we played that portion out to and said hey this is the way you should think you know it's it's real biblical for us to have a father in the faith uh it's real big uh, biblical for us to have a son in the faith and and it's real biblical for us to have a mentor in the faith these are three things that we need right we need to be teaching somebody what we learn uh -huh. we need to continually get taught, and that's what a mentor does. And then we need a father. We need somebody who's gonna speak and who sits higher than us to kind of tell us what's going on. And yeah, you're uh -huh. right. You, I, I, Amy, I get that, you're right. Loyalty is a strong feeling or support of allegiance. But once again, we putting this on this feeling thing. You know, loyalty is not just a feeling, it's like love. Love ain't just a feeling. See, love is a choice, just like loyalty is a choice. Now, we're, sometimes we're loyal to the wrong thing and we're loyal to a fault, which will put us in the wrong place. And that's, that's what happens. Um, man, this is good. 
this is what happens. So your 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 uh, aunt Betty Lou was loyal to to Uncle Snick Snick, and he was out in the club twenty five hours a day. Right? He came uh -huh. home. He smelling like girls and women, and she was loyal to a fault. She never left him. You know what I'm saying? She was with him for fifty five years. Never left him to to the day that they both died. But before she died, she told you, "Don't ever be loyal to no man." Now. You got that understanding. So you're never going to be loyal totally to no man or to no cause or to nothing because Aunt Betty Lou, wasn't loyal, uh, she was loyal to Uncle Snick Snick and Uncle Snick Snick didn't deserve loyalty. So mm. now you're walking around with the understanding that you should be loyal to nothing. Well, hold up, hold up. Vin, let me slide in. How do you deserve loyalty? I can't let you just say that. Like, unpack that. good. I like that. How do you deserve I like that. loyalty? Look, when, when you, just like, how do you deserve love? Uh-huh. You know, you, you have to, you have to, within yourself, choose to give this to a person. You have to yeah. choose because of how, who they've been, how they've been, and the length of time that they've been in your life. You got to choose to continue to give them love. You got to choose to continue to give them loyalty. That is a choice that's made every single solitary day, and you can't mm. get away from it. You don't stop. Gifted said something earlier. He said, man, you should never stop learning. And, and that means not just learning activities outside. That means learning the people you're around. You should yeah. always learn because the people you're around are changing 24-7. Yeah. If the narrative changes between you and a person, and y'all two outgrow each other because one person isn't growing. Now you you know you you have to kind of put that loyalty thing on the scale and say, okay, how how loyal should I be? How loving yeah. should I be? But I'm still gonna make the choice the choice to be lo loyal and to be loving, but to this I think, that it's a boundary. I think you should be loyal all the way up to the point where it starts to kill you. I can, I can, you know I can mean? get on that. I can uh, get on because, that. Because what happens is everybody has a capacity that they reach to do things. They, some people can only go so high. Some people can only go so low. And um, when you sit back and when you gauge words like brother, sister, loyalty, love, you know what I'm saying? All these things, these are words that have been so watered down to where they literally don't have their meaning anymore. I mean, just, I mean, think about, as we're talking about loyalty, think about Takashi 69, right? Um, you know, he's doing his thing, still pushing numbers and things of that sort, but he has turned ragging into uh, a money stream, uh, another stream of income. When there was a time where something like that would be so frowned upon, a person wouldn't dare touch that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, we are so messed up in our minds. Because um, I'm serious, man. Let me see. Amy said, what's up, Amy? Amy said, um, two different things being compared. Love is sometimes not a choice. Loyalty can be a choice. I, I agree with that statement. Let me see. I agree and I disagree with that statement. Um, love, you know what? No, I do agree. Love is not a choice. When you really love somebody, you can't choose to do that. That's just something that's just in your heart. Loyalty is a choice. You're right. Now, the thing about love, Vic, the way you, let's, let's unpack this a little bit. Stop making that face happen. Let's unpack this a little bit, right? Um, keep in mind, I'm talking about the love. I'm not talking about in love, all right? People fall in and out of love every day. I'm talking about love. Just that word, my man, Jerome, so look, Jerome, Jerome said, I feel like the media has distorted the way people feel about love, 100%. Um, Love is supposed to be that thing that does not go away. Love is that thing when your wife or your husband, or forget, forget marriage, because everybody not married. You know, love is that thing when your sister or your brother, or your friend, 
becomes paralyzed or something, and you're the person that's willing to wipe their behinds. You know what I mean? To get them back and forth to the hospital. Love is that thing, you know, when your auntie is wearing a canostomy bag, and I don't know if you ever open one of them things up, but it fills up the whole room with a totally different kind of aroma. And you do this every single day with a smile on your face. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just love, bro. But when it comes to loyalty, loyalty is a choice. Because watch this. You can be disloyal to somebody that you love. I'm of the opinion. And Vic, you tell me what you think. My Facebook people, you tell me what you think. I'm of the opinion that in many ways, loyalty may be... No, I'm not going to say... I can't say that. I, I was about to say... Loyalty may be stronger than love in some instances, but love is the strongest force on the universe. So I'm going to just say, when I look at loyalty, loyalty is the thing that we like um, in, in many instances. Man, we just walk over people that we shouldn't walk over. We use people that we shouldn't use. We manipulate people that we shouldn't even be trying to manipulate. Like, loyalty is that thing that's just constantly broken. But I don't know, man. It's it's all distorted. What you think, Vic? It's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. When you look at, I start to look at the, the, the purest form of the word, you guys, and that's agape. Love mm -hmm. gives at the expense of itself. Lust takes at the expense of someone else. And if you think about, for God so loved the world that he gave, that sounds like a decision. He loved the world, so he gave. Choice. Decision. Uh, I love. Uh, I gave. Act both action words, right? And you have uh, to choose to want to do that action. Uh, so love is a choice. That's the problem. Uh, we all think love is a feeling that you could fall in and out of, but unconditional uh, love, agape, is not. It not. chooses to love. Twenty-four yeah, seven. That's the purest form of the word. It chooses yeah. to love. As a matter yeah. of fact. He chooses it so much in 2 Timothy, he said, 2 Timothy 2 and 13, he said, if we believe not, yet he abide faithful, he, yet he abides faithful, excuse me, because he can't deny himself. In other words, I've made a choice to love you so much that I put myself inside of you. So I can't mm -hmm. say no to you because I'm there. I made that choice. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jesus made the choice to hang on the cross. He made that choice. Because the Bible said, but for the sake of the cross. You know what I'm saying? He said, uh -huh. hey, nevertheless, those are, those are words that you use when you're making decisions. And you uh -huh. stuck between both of them. You know, because of his love for the Father, he did what he did. That's, what, that's, that's where the context of all of our love should come from, not from a feeling. Like I said, yeah. we start to break the words down, there's storge, phileo, eros, agape, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. uh, there's one more, uh, I'm, I'm missing it, but I'll think about it in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And you gotta understand, these forms of love operate at all times, but the purest one is agape. That's the one agape. I'm talking about. I'm not talking yeah. about storge. Storge is, is the, the feeling that you have towards something. And then we have that towards our, our parents and our mothers and our fathers, which means that's yeah. why sometimes we cannot be loyal to our mother and father or to our cousin or uncle because of the simple fact that we done made the choice not to. That's not what I'm huh. talking about. I'm talking about agape, the purest form of that thing. That's, yeah. that's concrete. That's absolute, resolute. That won't change. Yeah. So I do understand how people could say, you know, and your man said it right when he was saying, um, you know, the media has has uh, taken love and skewed it. But yeah, the media didn't have to do it. We they it, it was done such a great job when we came, when they came to this country. Yeah. To forget about yeah. when they came to this country, let's yeah. let's <laughs> let's go back to to the first sin. You got to think about this. We're born in sin, shaping in iniquity. If it's one thing we know how to do well is sin. Yeah. That yeah. You we we ain't taught that. Think about when a baby. This is this is just a a, a just a base example. 
when a baby is going to touch something they know they shouldn't touch, they, they touch it and they looking over at you like this. Uh-huh. And they're waiting for you. And as soon as you, uh, uh, they won't do it. They know it's wrong. Uh-huh. But the sin, our sin nature is already there. It's already uh-huh. there. And you know the word sin is an archery term, and it really just means missing the mark. And I think a lot uh-huh. of times we miss the mark on these words. That's why uh-huh. we can't use them efficiently and effectively is we miss the mark. We, we don't understand what the words mean. That's why we try to take and assume and place our own. We try to pin the tail on the donkey, so to speak. We place yeah. our own value on it and say this is what this is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When it's, yeah. it's really not. You know, I got to wake up every day. People who have been married 70, 80 years, they, they ain't been married because they just were so in love with that person. They made a choice. Somewhere made a along choice. the they line. Yeah, yeah, somewhere along the line, there was a, a path. Yeah. And that road yeah. could have easily forked. But they said, yeah. mm-hmm, I choose to keep going this way. Yeah. For the sake of the call, for the sake of the cross, I choose to get up here. You know what I'm saying? Because God, yeah. God had a plan for me and my life, and, and this was the plan that God had for my life. And I choose right. it. Right. Just my two cents. I think and I, and, right. I agree You're with right. that. And, and it's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior. And that's and see, and that's that's what I was gonna slide in. A lot of times love and loyalty is handicapped by our experiences and by by our environment. Where you come from, what you experience. You know what I'm saying? Like not your, your no, wait, wait, wait. not your experiences, uh, but the, the people who gave it to you. See, let me say something. Yeah, if if yeah. you have a ruler, right? You got a ruler, and this ruler, this is a back scratcher, but it's a ruler, right? And yeah. and I'll tell you it's seven inches long, but it's really like five. You you're gonna always measure seven inches by this broken ruler. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So you're never gonna be able to get an accurate measurement on anything because already you're wrong, because you learned it that way. That's why when Amy said that, that was powerful. It was yeah. a learned thing. You taught it to me. And yeah. I took it and ran with it and taught it to the next generation. I heard an old uh, Indian fable where they were like, um, <laughs> you were talking about, uh, uh, they had, uh, one day a, a mother was teaching her daughter how to cook. And she was making a grilled cheese sandwich. And um, she uh, had peeled all the crust off of the bread and made it into a circle. And the, the daughter asked her, she said, Mama, why we do that? And she was like, well, you know, I don't know. This is, the only, this, this is the reason, you know, this is how I learned. And so she went back. She asked her mother, she said, well, why do we do that, Mom? And she was like, I, I don't know. This is just how it was learned. This is how it was taught to me. And she went back and asked her mother. She said, well, why, why did we take all the, the crust off of it and make it into a circle? Oh, because my pan wasn't big enough for the whole thing to fit. So I did this. <laughs> now get get that. It just it's that easy. Sometimes it's something that happened in somebody else's past that made yeah. us who we are. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's it. You know what I'm saying? That's it. So what you think, Gil? That's real. Now I agree. I agree. I like that. You know, like this is not necessarily how a grilled cheese sandwich is supposed to be made. This is how I was taught to make it in a broken way, in a half-hearted way, in a mediocre way. You know what I mean? There is a broader way to make this grilled cheese sandwich. There is a broader way to love. There is a broader way to show loyalty. But again, you know what I'm saying? Like some hey, it's a choice, man. Now nah, that's that's good. But I do know that love is the most powerful force on the universe. And if we show it to one another more, man, like, you know, like brothers, like when you walking down the street, instead of booting each other up, man, say how you doing. You know what I'm saying? Like tell people, man, uh, you know, you smell good, uh, man. You know, girl, I like them shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like build, man, we just start building each other up, bro. It's so much that we'll see different, man. So much, what? Pause. 
Don't tell me I smell good, man. Hey, look here. Hey, hey, Stay hey, back. let me tell you something. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something, dog. Hey, I'm always trying to find uh, a dope fragrance, dog, because let me tell you something. Hey, hey, uh, you, you can ask any woman, and she'll tell you it's nothing like a good smelling man. My partner had on, uh, we had on, uh, Jimmy Choo. I said, man, what that is, man? Why you smell good? My boy said, Jimmy Choo, guess what? Gotta go buy it. Going to give me some Jimmy Choo. So, yeah, I feel you, though, man. But, yeah, bro, um, if we just start building each other up, we'll see, you know, things change in such a major way. And also, I want to encourage people that's on my platform. Y'all know, you know, we talk about everything on the podcast, but this is very uh, near and dear to me. It's very important. No matter what you experiencing, do not let it negatively alter you. Do not, man. Don't let other people cutting their grilled cheese sandwich in a circle because they didn't have the proper pan. Don't let broken people break you. You know what I mean? Like, you love them through it. You know what I'm saying? As much as possible, you love them through it. And guess what? You keep on moving and you keep on being uh, the best person that you can be, man. Do not allow this world to squeeze the goodness out of you. Because I promise you, man, it has a way of doing it, man. Life has a way of hitting you with these right hooks and these straight jabs and these uppercuts and these bolos to where by the time you look up, you know what I mean? You done got beat up so much to where you just become something else. Don't let life do you that. Don't let people do you that, man. Stay pure of heart. Stay cool, stay loving, stay being, you know what I'm saying, as good as you can be because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, even even, even the Bible says, what it said, Vic? A good, a good name. It's rather to be chosen. Than Come great on, man. Riches. Than great riches. When people think about you, say, bro, you might have somebody that's looking you in your face every day saying, I hate you. I can't stand you. They might be talking about you, throwing shade on you, like on social media and stuff. But if you was good to them, trust me, after they finish running them out and blasting you on social media, they remember what you did. Trust me. They remember how you looked out. They remember how you uh, changed their tie in the ring. Just whatever. They remember how every time you called, you answered your phone. I mean, every time they call, you answer the phone, Any whatever, whatever good seeds you sow, trust me, you will get a harvest. You may not get a harvest from that area that you sowed in, but God go bless it, man. You just got to keep being who you are, for real, for real. But look, man, that's uh, hip-hop, bro. I brought you on this podcast because we both rap, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we both been rapping for a very, very long time. And... Yeah, man. Hip-hop is such a beautiful art form. It's such a way of, you know, putting these words together, man. And you being Austin, that's the home of the, the, the mega festival, the South by Southwest Film and Music Festival, man. It's been around for a long time. You know, an awesome thing where artists from all over the world in March they emerge on the city of Austin, Texas, and pretty much every nightclub, every venue is having a concert all day, all night. It's nothing for you to be walking down 6th Street and you, you might run into Busta Rhymes uh, uh, or run into Bun B or whoever, man. Like, everybody is in Austin. And, and one day, one beautiful day, you know, this Christian hip-hop thing, that everybody on my podcast definitely should be supporting via Madsen Zana and some other people. They 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 putting in the hands of Trey Nine sketch and uh, rest in peace slave to allow uh, Christians to finally have a platform at South by Southwest. So um, we started. I was happy to be a part of the first one with McCree, and um, it was an awesome thing. So Vic, you stepped in. And you were helping organize and everything just from day one. And I'm cutting across the field for the sake of time for you. And I'm going to let you pick it up. So you came in just on the back end, you know, just being the liaison for Houston to Austin since you lived in Austin. But then, you know what I'm saying, you picked up the reins. 
and man, you you made it bigger and better, man. Like uh, you know, like you brought Kirk Franklin to Austin. You know what I'm saying? Standing on the uh, standing on the Kingdom Experience South by Southwest stage, man. So uh, I just wanted to touch on just just your experience. You know, doing the South by Southwest, something that's so legendary, something that's so historic. And something that you know a lot of people will never forget because a lot of connections, a lot of business connections were made, man. So Vic, tell us about that, bro. Man, you know it was an honor, man. Um, you know I, I jumped in like you said with uh, <clears throat> Trey Nine, uh, Slave, Sketch, you know Jimmy. Um, we all got together. We were all part of uh, the team, and um, we did it. You know that first those first two years. Uh, we bought the crate that first year, then that next year, um, you know, Tadashi was there. And Bizzle, he actually, you know, had already did a mixtape. He did, you know, uh, uh, the mixtape, the song about Jay-Z, and we embraced Bizzle, brought him in on that uh -huh. platform. From there on, he just, he launched, he took off. Um, mm -hmm. Other artists I could think about that really had, like, a, 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 a mega moment was um, uh, Corey Powell, Reconcile, and... Um, What's my man's name? Foe. Uh, Foe. Foe. Yeah. Foe. You know, they, they had. Yeah, Frontline. They came out. Uh -huh. And, I mean, they did a they did their song, and it was so dope. They asked them to do it twice. It was, I've never uh -huh. seen an encore um, at a Christian concert. That was the first time I ever seen an encore at a Christian uh -huh. concert. Now, that first year of the building, we had it in um, uh, a building that can only hold 250 people. Um, and you know, there were people, there was, there was well over a thousand people that showed up and they yeah. couldn't get in. So what I did is, you know, because I'm here and I've been serving in my community for a while, I contacted a friend, they opened a church for us and we were able to do the same show that we did over in the Carver again for everybody who missed it. Right. Uh -huh. So, you know, uh, and that was kind of the birth and the beginning of me taking the reins and doing you know, uh, what I was able to do um, and the Lord kind of placing it in my hands. So, you know, moving forward, flash forward after, you know, those times we, we just started to uh, make it a platform, not just for the well-known artists. I mean, because the well-known artists have platforms all across the country, but we wanted to all come together and be unified under one banner at one point and one time. That's why I do, did stuff like crew night you know, had all of the yeah. crews in Christian hip hop to be able to come together under one place, under one roof and lift the Lord on high. You know what I'm saying? And we did that. We did that. I mean, crew night was such a success. There were over 1,500 people in that thing. Yeah. You know, and then, of course, you know. So wait, so wait, so that, that's my segue. Crew night. That, that's, that, that's for the penny crew night, right? You with me? Mm-hmm. So when I think of crew night, that's what I was talking about, the unity of the South by, right? But I gotta come in, man, and I have to say that as beautiful as the South by was, there was some ugliness to it too. And I wanna say, and I definitely can speak on it because I was there from the beginning, and I'm gonna be there to the end. And um, you know, we have a lot of uh artists that came in that capitalized off the South by whether you got connections uh, via the kingdom experience or you got connections just being able to roam around Austin, a place that you never would have even been in, you know, because of the South by. And it was a lot of artists that began to abandon the kingdom experience at the South by because they had their eyes on the secular market. Now, notice I use the word abandon. And the reason why I'm using that word abandon is because you didn't have to leave the kingdom experience. And I'm going to always give honorable mention to my partner Thizzle, you know what I'm saying, out of St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? Because I never forget, you know, around this time, Thizzle was smoking hot. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, smoking hot, you know, touring, you know, doing his thing. And um, Thizzle never turned his back on the kingdom experience. You know, one day him and I had a conversation. And Thiz is like, man, I got to celebrate with the brethren. I got to celebrate with the saints. Like, no matter what else I'm coming down here to do, I got to celebrate with the saints. And so I'm of the opinion, man, that the South By, we had an opportunity to really make our presence felt 
you know, via inside of, uh, not via, but inside of the South by Southwest Music Festival, especially to the gatekeepers of the festival, if everybody would have come together and continuously built the platform. But we had people come in, if they didn't turn their backs on the platform, they absolutely tried to come in and strong on the platform, tried to come in and take over the platform. Instead of working with you, working with Jay Knights, working with DJ Knight, man, you got to speak to that, bro. We're not naming no names. We're not putting nobody on blast or whatever. But we're just speaking about the overall circumstances of being unified and how I would never understand how the Christian army is the only army that kills its wounded. I would never understand how we are supposed to be the vicars and the ambassadors of Christ in the earth and man, we do work so dirty, so grimy, so backhanded. Man, I, I never understand it. And I'm going to just keep it simple. I never understand like all these fake dudes that's just running around, dog. I don't get it. Talk to me. So, I mean, you, you, you got to understand this. You know, to me, it was always like I saw things like the letters in the Bible that Paul wrote. He would yeah. write them to the Church of Corinth, write them to the Church of Roman. Uh, um, you know, he would he would write them to you know uh, the Thessalonians. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was writing these these um, letters to different churches in different areas, and the how I felt is the Thessalonians didn't want to be the Romans. The Corinthians weren't trying to be the Thessalonians, right? right? And to the church at Austin, all we were really trying to do was create a safe place for our brothers, right? Yeah. The venue is going on. The South by, if you don't know anything about South by Southwest, the South by Southwest happens in everybody. He said it earlier when he was saying you might see Buster Rhymes, you know, you might mess around and, and, and you know, run into Johnny Dang. You might run into anybody you don't know. You would run into all types of people here. So it's a dark time, right? So I wanted to create, and I think, you know, the team wanted to create a refuge, a place where people could come and, and you know, without a shadow of a doubt, have a safe place to, to just rock and worship God uh -huh. and not have to worry about, you know, anything. But like I said, what happens is, is that, you know, if you live in Chicago or you lived in California, you 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 kind of felt it was that I individual mentality that started to happen. Like, you know, I want to be uh, the biggest, the baddest, the best, and and no one was trying to you know kind of continue to work together in the sense to where we can build as a uh, a, a team, right? Because if you uh -huh. if you think about the Tower of Babel these people were unified under an evil purpose. And, and God had to step down and said, man, let us come down. Let us come down uh -huh. and confuse their language because there ain't going to be nothing they can't do. So, uh -huh. I mean, there were people who, you know, uh, uh, for all intents and purposes came down and felt like, hey, you know, I just want to do my own thing. I don't want to be a part of that. Instead of just, you know, hey, man, how can we work our thing inside of this, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, realistically, I, it, that you see that a lot in Christian hip hop. A lot of people have agendas and they want to push those agendas, but you got to love them through it. You know what I'm saying? I love everybody that, that I've helped um, through the years and that we've helped through the years. You know what I'm saying? Every ministry that's came through here has, can, can, they can say whatever, but they can say, they can also say, and if they be lying, if they didn't, they could also say that they've been better as a result of coming through, you know, um, and getting that opportunity. Because a lot of times they didn't even know the inner workings of how to until they came and was like, hey, let's have this conversation. But once again, I, I, I'm not one of them that is like, you know, okay, you know, you got to eat off my plate unless uh, you're not going to eat it all. I was always like, hey, man, so, um, Psalms 133. How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity, for there God has commanded a blessing. And that's how I felt. If we can get together on one page, a commanded blessing is a big blessing. I want that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, you know, unfortunately, 
people are always gonna want always gonna want their own thing. Nobody ever wants to. And it's almost like if you start thinking about this, man, if if you really start thinking about this on some real stuff, we kick our kids out at 18, 19 instead of growing together. You know what I'm saying? And allowing them uh -huh. to stay until they can stand on their own too. And 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 you have to understand. People need, we need each other. We need to be connected. God made us to be connected. You know what uh -huh. I'm saying? Like I told you before, the prayer that Jesus prayed is, Lord, make them one as we are one. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't for, for you to be one individually, collectively, you and your crew. It was for all of us to be one, right? Uh -huh. So like I said, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's no, no love lost. And I mean, anybody can always come back you know, and, and say, hey, man, let's let's build, let's do this together. And I'm with it, you know, but I've been doing it for um, nine years. Um, you know, like I said, like Gifted said, we uh, we went from, you know, uh, Lecrae to, to Bizzle to, you know, uh, Frontline. Then all of a sudden it was Kirk Franklin, The Walls Group, um, you know, Christian Gray, uh, Jonathan McReynolds. I mean, we had... This literally happened. We had a Christian hip hop night. We had a, a gospel night, right? And you know, then we had like another night for just artists who weren't really uh, that well known. And there were a lot uh -huh. of people that came out of that session as well. Like you uh -huh. know, I always wanted to give the the shot for the underdog or the person whose ministry was was thorough, and they just hadn't got the shine. You know what I'm saying? So, uh -huh. I mean, that's why I that's why I stayed there that long. That's why I stayed is to provide a stage and a platform for the people whose voices need to be heard. That was always uh -huh. my goal, always my. And goal. that, and I mean, and that goal was accomplished, and then some. You know what I'm saying? That's why I've always uh, supported the Kingdom Experience. You know, at the South by, and I'm going to continue. You know, any kind of power I can lend to it, man. Uh, you got it, bro. You know what I'm saying? And again, Amen. this still all goes along with loyalty, with love, man. If we take better care of ourselves, our outcomes, bro, we'll all be successful. And I'm not saying everybody got to walk together and come together. And that's not what I'm saying, bro. I'm just saying that, well, we can help one another out. Hey, man, stop for a second. Help one another out. And then we can get on our own pathway. Like, it's okay. Everybody is not going to walk in uh this forever harmony you know what i'm saying but when you can help help and you know when you can't you just can't you know but i just feel like you know as beautiful as the south by is uh there was definitely a missed opportunity and i hope that people you know start you know coming back and uh lending you know more of a helping hand versus just trying to see what it is that i can get from this vanessa on facebook says good way to be and that is how you get your blessings hopefully in time Everyone will be on the same page. Hey, that's my prayer too. Cause that's my prayer too. Man, you see, he missed, uh, he enjoyed serving in those streets alongside with Gifted and Victorious. I know that's right, man. You salute to you, homie. So listen, man, you know, we've been rocking. This This is a special, special uh, podcast because this is my number 50. I can't wait to upload this. You know, everywhere you listen to podcasts at, man, I'm just so excited. And there's so much more to come. You ain't seen nothing yet. Trust me, we will keep this thing rocking and rolling. Vic, what can the people find you, man? Man, definitely. You can check me out on Spotify, you know, Victorious from the Warriors ATX. You can catch me on uh, Facebook, same thing, Victorious from the Warriors ATX. IG, uh, Victorious52. And uh, Twitter, you can catch me at Victorious512. You can catch me on all platforms. I'm there. Say what's up. I'll let you, boy, man. I'm ready right. to get it in with you. And hold on, Vic. You got two projects out. Tell the people about the uh, two projects, man. I do. So, you know, um, everyone everyone um, who knows and is familiar with me, these are my last two albums, but not my last uh, offerings of music. I'm definitely going to keep doing, you know, music here and there. But as far as albums is concerned, these were the last two. Um, End Zone Volume 1 and End Zone Volume 2, they're available right now everywhere you buy digital music, everywhere, every digital platform you can think of. Uh, definitely check those out. There are other albums there, Press Reset, 
um, We Are Victorious, Stand For Something. All of these albums are there. You know, you can definitely uh, catch up with me there. Um, the, but these last two albums were 24 songs deep. So it's 12 on one, 12 on the other. Um, I, I brought some of my best friends um, and, you know, we definitely got busy. We did music together. It was like a giant pickup basketball game. You know, uh-huh. everybody was checking themselves in, you know, and we were throwing alleys to each other. And, you know, God was chunking us a uh, uh, long uh, full court passes and we were back was dunking it. So, yeah, I mean, if you, if you love great music, if you love good ministry, and if you need something, if you need to hear something, that, that's a place to go. That's a place to go. It's medicine. Straight I always up. tell anybody, man, I'm not going to put nothing out that didn't first heal me. So if it didn't first yeah. take care of me, it didn't first uplift me, it didn't first point me into the face of God, I'm not putting that out, and you're not going to get it. You know what I'm saying? But if, if, you, if I put it out, it's definitely because it's medicine, and I want you to get it. That's all right. Did you freeze up, Gil? No, nah, we good now. You just came back. So, man, listen, once again, thank you, Vic, for joining me. You know what I mean? Listen, this is the Run of My Mouth podcast. This is number 50. We in the building, man, and we going to be in the building. Salute one more time. I'm celebrating myself, encouraging myself, and watch out because we got 50 more coming. Stand by to get popping, man. Thank you for joining us. I'm your homie, Gifted the Flamethrower, and like I say all the time, look, if I say something that you don't like, don't take it personal. Just running my mouth. Yeetie.